Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined today by the travelling stationery salesman that is Mr. Brad Dowdy. Are you ever not on your A-game? Because I, I feel like you bring your A-game with the intros every week. I always I? try. I okay. Mean, yeah, thank that's, you. That's pretty solid because I, I am on the road today. Um, so yeah, this is a uh, uh, from a undisclosed remote location uh, podcast recording. So uh, yeah, so so hopefully it's going to to work out well. I didn't want to, you know, I I don't like missing episodes these days. I feel uh, I feel really bad, and and not just personally. It's like I enjoy doing it, so I want to have my weekly chat with uh, with you. And I, and I, if I don't get to do it, I miss it. So I wanted to make sure that we recorded this week, even though I'm I'm not at my house until uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I think I'm happy that you're here. because as well with us these days the the content just builds up like it's not like with the other shows like with most of the shows that i do if we miss a week we typically can skip out the topics but that's not really the way that it works on this show we kind of have to talk about all of the things yeah, it's like our uh, our cash is building up, and it uh, it just keeps building and building and building. And uh, sometimes we have to pare it down. We 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 cut things mid episode. Sometimes knowing that you know we both we both uh, we're in pretty good sync on on you know what we're trying to get out of the show, and you know we'll we're working in a in a live document while we're on the show, and one of us will just move something out, knowing that we're not going to get to it just because yeah. we have so many topics to cover. Saying about the traveling salesman thing, I've included a link to one of my favorite photos of this year, which is you buying paper uh, from Aramanki from the back of a car <laughs> that Stephen took, and it's in the show notes for people to see. Yes, please go, please go look at that picture. It came out great. Uh, that was uh, Stephen Hackett's idea because um, we were, you know. Me, myself, uh, Aaron Mankey, Bradley Chambers, and Stephen Hackett all met up in Atlanta um, this past Saturday, um, you know, just to meet and visit and chat, and but also to record an episode of the 512 Pixels podcast, which I'm sure you will link to that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we recorded the podcast, and we went out to dinner, and we were coming back from dinner, and uh, Aaron was uh, giving us a couple of... Uh, his uh, frictionless products that he makes, and we'll link to that too. And uh, I got, I told Aaron I, we would have him on as a, a future interview guest as well yeah. to talk about his frictionless paper. I thought that was a great idea. And um, he was giving us, uh, he was passing out some samples right before we were leaving. And Hackett's like, "Hang on, I need to take a picture of this." And I'm like, "Okay, let me get out some cash so it'll, it'll look like something uh, nefarious is going down." And uh, it, it actually turned out pretty well. It's kind of funny. I can't remember what Stephen said on Twitter. Um, something it was quite funny along the lines of things being shady. There's yes, some shady dealings going down, which is <laughs> totally out, especially in black and white. Which he he put the image in black and white on his Flickr page. Yeah, it was like really dark. It it, it definitely looked shady. That's for sure. You did a great job on the on the podcast, by the way. Oh, thanks. It was fun. No, I'm, uh, it was super fun recording it. We had a great time. Um, you know, we all just bounced off each other uh, real well on the different topics that Stephen had and. Um, you know, I haven't. I I just downloaded it about thirty minutes ago, so I haven't listened to it myself. I was actually, uh, I was actually looking forward uh, to to listening to it just to see. Because um, I, I honestly, I was a little bit out of my element, you know, because it was more just on the technology speak, and and you know, we integrated some of the things that I do with you know the pen addict and this podcast, and um, but you know, Bradley, Aaron, and Stephen, you know, kind of have a more technological technological slant to. Um, their podcast and website so i was uh i wanted to to check that out so i will be i have downloaded and i will be listening shortly but it it was certainly fun we had a blast i mean we all it's funny you know like you and i have never met in person but if and when we do which i know we will one day it'll be like i've known you forever it's You just like with guys like Stephen and Aaron, even though I didn't know Bradley that much, but like Stephen and Aaron, just them, just you just walk right in, you sit down, and you're comfortable, and everything's a go. It's uh, it's a it's a different different way people are meeting these days, and in, in, in getting online and having these relationships and friendships with people. Um, and you know, when you finally get to meet in person, it's like you've known them for for a long time and it's uh, just a very comfortable very fun thing and so uh, we had a good time yeah it was like when i met steven last year it was like take 20 seconds to size each other in your brain 
because you've seen how somebody looks. You, you know, I would be able to pick him out from a crowd, obviously. You know, I know what he looks like, but I'd never seen him in full height before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, right, all I have to do is get used to that, and then it's normal. So like, we shook hands. I think I hugged him. I don't think I don't. Not sure if he wanted to be hugged, but I hugged him, <laughs> and then uh, we jumped in his car, and then it, that was just it. Then. Yep. We were now on holiday with a buddy. It was it was very strange, but awesome yep. at the same time is what I like about it. Yep. And the one thing that was funny about that picture, uh, I got it pulled up now. Me and when I walked into uh, uh, Aaron's in laws' house, me and Aaron looked like we're dressed exactly the same. Yeah, we both have this that. red blue plaid shirt on and have this thin beard, <laughs> uh, receding hairlines and glasses. Because <laughs> the only thing is, I've probably got Aaron by uh, I've got Aaron by uh, uh, a couple stone, as you would say. It but, kind uh, of looks <laughs> like if you look at the color version, and the, I'll put a link to Stephen's tweet in which he actually says in which um, Aaron sells. Brad and Brad illegal fireworks, which is quite funny. It kind of looks a little bit like Aaron is standing in front of a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. I didn't say anything, but like, like immediately when I walked in the house to meet all of them for the first time, although I'd met Aaron before, I was like, oh man, me and Aaron look like twins. And then when it came out on this picture, it looks like we're the exact same thing. So anyway, it was funny. <laughs> oh dear, right. So yeah, that's 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 enough for our rambling. Speaking of uh, speaking of red, white, and blue things, uh, you kind of have a new red, white, and blue thing in uh, in your possession. So many uh, longtime listeners of the show will know my pain that I feel for not owning a Twisby ROC version, which is the five forty, the Twisby Diamond five forty, and it's called the ROC. The Republic of China. And when I Google it, of course, what do I get taken to? Brad's review. So I'll put that in the show notes. You're just all over Google. I try. And uh, Actually, you know what? I don't try. I'll just do a Squarespace hat now. I don't try. It's all them. <laughs> that's a very good point, actually. SEO yep. built right in. Don't have to worry about it. That's Squarespace. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, So, yeah. And I loved this version. And then I was going to buy a Twisby as people know, and didn't get around to it. I was like, oh, when I want to get that version, when I want to get that version. And then when they went out of stock, and then, um, oh, I forget the guy's name. I, uh, John Martin. John Martin. I can, ever, I can only ever remember his Twitter name. But anyway, yes, it's John <laughs> Martin. Um, he um, sent me, very, very kind, sent me a Twisby that I have right next to me now uh, because the ROC version has become my daily user. Um, and I love it. And how did I get it, Mr. Brad Dowdy? Hey, I, I, I had people on on watch. Um, there was a there was a red alert out for uh, an ROC because we actually found one on eBay, and you bid it on and lost, and then you became a bitter eBay boy mm-hmm. about the the sniping. And uh, so you know, we had, since we had talked about it, you know, a couple of people uh, kept uh, you know kept their eyes open, and one of them landed on the Fountain Pen Network. And it was a fair price, I thought. So I just went ahead and bought it. I wasn't going to wait around and, you know, let it slip away again. Um, even though it wasn't your preferred nib size, the the Twisby makes it uh, their nibs very easily swappable. So, yeah, what? I can you jumped on it, what? let you know, and uh, send it out to you. Can you remember? Thank you very much, by the way. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly can't thank you enough for this because it's very, very kind of you to to go through that trouble for me. Yeah, no problem. Can you remember what nib size it is? Uh, F. Can I tell you a secret? Uh, or EF. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah, I think it's F. F. I, lo- I love it. Really? I love it. It's way finer than most uh, than any other pen you have, huh? Do you have anything that fine? No, it's perfect. So, what I've found, my, my ROC is EF. So I think yours is F nib. Right. I'm almost positive. What I've found... Got the box. Let me see if it's on the box because I was looking on the nib and couldn't see any markings. It's it's on the side. It's not dead center. Look to the right. side. There is an F on the box. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna go get the pen. It's in my bag, but I'm okay. gonna get it. But I can still hear you. Okay. Well, what I've found about the ROC is, I, but the Twisby nibs feel different than any other nib that I've tried, just from a response perspective when the nib hits the page i i don't know how to explain it it's not ultra smooth like glassy feeling but it's it's not rough either there's almost like a 
God, this is such an unfair term because it's it's more of an it's a negative term, but how I feel is it's almost like it's sticky. Um and that's not like I said, that's not really a fair term because it's really smooth. And what what I mean by that saying it's sticky is it leaves a very clean, sharp line. Yes. There's not a lot of spread. The nib is tight. It's okay, it's it's more of a dry rider, I guess you would say. It's not a super wet rider. The nibs, the inks are just not gushing out of the nib. I guess that's probably a better way to put it, but you can feel a little bit of the nib on the page. So it's not like super glassy, but the the line is like no other um in comparable nib. It's it stands alone. Um when I use it, I always I don't know, I always I always enjoy using it because I always feel that it, it's different than others. The output is different and it's excellent. It's it's really one of the best bang for the buck pens going. So the blue one that John sent me is in, is incredible. Like because what he he you know, he did tell me he had it customized. Um mm-hmm. and it's 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 really thick and I love that. I mean, yeah, people know that that that's that's you know my my preferred in standard. But the, even though I got the great ink, so I got the Irish um, Iroshizoku Kompeki, mm-hmm. um, which dries nice and fast. Still not fast enough, and I don't think I will ever find an ink that will dry fast enough for the line that this pen lays down. Because mm-hmm. it's not just a thick line; it's an inky line. Like, it, it, but that's just how it is. It's one of the things that I actually love about that pen. Right. But the fine in this is perfect. It con- it's controlled. That's the mm-hmm. best way I can describe how this pen feels. I feel like I have a greater control over it. But control is something that I usually don't feel like I have with very fine fountain pens in my own experience. Maybe I've just not in the past used the right pens. And mm-hmm. this, this may be the next stage for me, this pen, that I will now be maybe more willing to try things out. But it's just the quality of the nib is is extremely important. Yeah, and isn't isn't that funny? Like you you've when we first started you were I mean, I think the finest nib you would use is a medium, and, and you had a, a lot of broad nibs. Mm-hmm. And then where me is, you know, I would only use an extra fine nib, and now I'm using these 1.1 and 1.5 millimeter stub nibs and loving them. It's that's it's thicker. crazy. I mean, that's, they're thicker than anything I would try. 1.1, oh, yeah. 1.5. That's ridiculous. That's like a marker pen. Like, yeah, no, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that to the office and take notes in a notebook with, but I get a ton of enjoyment writing with those pens. It's just fun. The um, so the ROC is is my current number one. Wow! It's I I really love the Twisby. Uh, there are so many things that I love about the the five forty that this this because I now have two of them. The filling system is excellent. Um, the piston filling is is just it's brilliant. And we had somebody on Twitter ask us they were worried about the Twisby mm-hmm. system. It's like it's my favorite ink system. It's simple and easy. And I mean, unless you are a fool like me who dips the pen too far into the ink and gets <laughs> your hand covered, as people may see from my Instagram, and I've actually yeah. just done it about two seconds ago. Um, <laughs> I I took the blue Twisby and I uncapped it, but obviously I hadn't dried it off properly because I, I've written with it and now my hand's covered in ink again. Oh, yeah. This is just my own stupidity that leads me to these situations. But yeah, the, but... The the nib is is excellent on this because and also it's a new experience for me which I really really love, um, but the, I just love the colours. They 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 pulled that off wonderfully. I I thought it was excellent. And the Compeki ink leaves a very very similar blue colour to the end, so it goes yep. blue clear blue silver red silver blue. I, yep. I really really like it a lot. It's funny I've got the exact same ink lit up in mine right now, and it looks great, doesn't it? Yep, it's perfect. Perfect this match. Is a, this is an excellent pen, and, and I'll be forever grateful that you were able to help me acquire this. Sure, not a problem. I'm happy to do it. So, happy to do it. I'm glad it's brought you so much enjoyment so far. I feel like today's going to be a long show. 
it, it, it's, it's, it's tracking that way. And you know what? That's okay. We're 15 minutes in. I have another five pens that I've arrived and we, as well, which we'll get, I'll get to that in a minute, but you have yeah. some, well, maybe, maybe well. we won't even get into the main topic, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll we can, see. I can, the, the, our, our main talking point today is, uh, my upcoming trip to the Atlanta pen show. And, uh, you know, we might get to it. We might not. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll certainly talk about it for a minute. I have a few points I want to make, but it's say, certainly I, not a, it you, doesn't have to be a long discussion. You have a list and I would really like you to hear your list now. And then on next week's show, see what you picked up. So at the very least, I would like yeah. you to, to, to tell people what your list is. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. But, um, before we even get there, you know, you're, you're saying the, uh, the Twisby ROC is, uh, your new number one. I think, I think I might have a new number one as well. The oh. uh, the vanishing point is uh, is on notice. Wow! I uh, I think we I think we mentioned it last week, just either wrapping up or something like that. That I have purchased my own Pilot Custom Heritage Heritage nine one two with the PO nib. And for those who have not heard me talk about it, I, we talked about it for a minute when I did the review on the blog about the, the pilot custom heritage and this special nib that's called a PO nib. Um, what the, just a, a quick recap on, of this nib and why it's special and why I enjoy it. And we'll link to the, to the review in the show notes, but this is one of the pens that was loaned out to me by my friend Thomas, who's been loaning me all these fountain pens to try out. And I'd never seen a nib like this PO nib, never heard of a PO nib. And when I got it, I was actually pretty scared by it because what it is, if you look at the, the image of it, it's like the fountain pen nib hooks downward, almost like a, I don't know, like a Falcon's Falcon's talon or something like that. It really, really hooks down, and it's it, called it, it's called a posting nib. It looks broken. Yeah, that's what it, it look, looks like. To it me. looks like you drop the nib yeah. on a tile floor and it bent. But it's actually made that way, and it was actually it's actually a very traditional Japanese nib that was made back in the you know turn of the twentieth century. Um, to where so where uh, Japanese people that wrote with fountain pens they they write a lot of uh, postcards, and this it, it since that the that medium wasn't very large you know just the small card itself they needed something very fine to write with and since the paper quality wasn't that high they needed something very firm to write with so the ink wouldn't spread so pilot came up with this posting nib and what it allows is by far the finest fountain pen line i've ever used um and that's a that's the feature of this pen it's a it's a firm extra extra fine nib that's the only way it comes and the reason why i i have now finally purchased one because a reader of the pen addict read my previous article on the pilot custom heritage went out and purchased one ordered one from japan that's the only place you can get them right now um there's a few vendors in japan that sell them he ordered one he got it in he loved it but the line was way too fine and that's the only way the PO nib comes. It, you don't get a PO nib that's medium. Um, you know, there's no variation. It is it is finer than any extra fine pen you've ever used before. And I actually did a writing sample. I sent to Mike and tweeted it out where I wrote with the back of the pen. I, I don't know if I could write with like a .25 gel pen any finer than I just wrote than I wrote with this. Yeah, this nine twelve PO nib. It's it's really something else, and I um I haven't set it down since I've got it. I've used no other pen since I've got it. It's sitting right in front of me right now, and I don't know. I'm uh we'll see. I'm gonna keep giving it some more time. See if I really go to it more than my vanishing point. But um, this is one of those things that I almost hate to <laughs> make my favorite pen just because it's not it's not really easily accessible. I mean, anyone can order it, you know, but it's not convenient to order and it's certainly not cheap do you need um, it, to it's an expensive pen do, have you needed to adjust your writing style no it, that doesn't make sense to me how mm. that's possible do you understand um, why i would say that i do i do um i think it's because for one i i almost have a different writing style with a fountain pen anyway right that's just kind of the nature of a fountain pen you have a little more laid back barrel 
angle, mm-hmm. I guess, if you will. And I think I'm right with a more vertical angle with a gel or a ballpoint pen. Um, so it actually, when I first got, I, I will say this, when I first tried out Thomas's, I don't think I was holding it right. But it's just the finest little adjustment. The sweet spot on this pen is obviously very tiny. You do have to hold it at the right angle to get the smoothest performance. You can write with this pen and it can be very rough. But have I had to make any like real adjustment to use this pen? And no, I haven't. I mean, it's it's very close to a traditional fountain pen grip or angle of writing is really what's more important, not grip, but the angle of writing that I'm writing at. It's it's almost no different. I it it has been no ch- once I figured out where the sweet spot is. It's been no challenge for me to just pick up the pen and start writing, and I'm good to go. You see, that makes sense. It just I can't I can't understand that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yep, yep. I let uh, I let Hackett use it for uh, for a minute or two, and uh, I'm not sure he knew what to make of it. That, <laughs> Actually, he's he like, "Wow, him. that's fine." But yeah, this is a pen I like. Other this is a pen that I want a lot of people to try. Like if I see them, I'm gonna share this pen with them but it's also one that i'm scared to try because it's probably pretty fragile if someone else gets a hold of this fine a nib and does something crazy with it you know so we'll see but uh be careful if you're going to buy one just like the the guy i purchased it from you know he loved it loved the idea of it it was way too fine for him and luckily i was able to you know chop a few bucks off of now i bought a used one that was practically brand new and you know saved 20 or 30 bucks from the brand new price and and then got my own. So cool. it's a, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating pen. It's hard to put down. So I'm going to keep using it and we'll see. We'll see it. it uh, this is going to appear on some uh, top five lists. That's for sure. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my jet bands order that came through. Yeah. That we spoke about it came through quite quickly. Um, I'll probably an update as well. Uh, my field notes books got slightly delayed. You still don't have the uh, America's Beautiful editions? I think they may be here tomorrow. Okay. Um, there was a bit of an order mishap, but they very kindly rectified that for me, so I was very happy. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, normally their shipping to you in, in general is is very reasonable, yeah, time frame-wise. They, they, I mentioned it to you, right? They shipped the wrong... Oh, yeah, that's thing. right. That was part of the uh, the, the order switcheroo. Gotcha. Yeah, that, yeah, I ended up getting another memo box <laughs> rather yep. than rather than the book. But very yep. kindly, I, mean, I contacted them and they said keep the box. Yep. And I, I, that, that surprised me a lot. And then they said they would ship out the books the next day. So I think that they, I, I think that they may have arrived, and I just need to pick them up tomorrow. Gotcha. So I'm very excited to see them. Um. So. Um, I have my my jet pens order that I spoke about, so I'll go through very quickly the stuff that, that I've got here. So the first thing is the Noodler's Conrad Flex fountain pen, which oh. is a very strange beast <laughs> that I had not, I could not have understood would be. So let me try and explain what I'm trying to get at. So it's a very nice looking pen, tortoiseshell fashion. It has a very strange filling mechanism. So it has a piston mechanism, but it's totally different. Like you have to unscrew the top of the pen and then twist this little part inside. Doesn't let a lot of ink in. And I guess this is why it's called a flex. You know on a fountain pen you have I don't again these are the, the terms I don't know, but you have the little line that goes up. Mm-hmm. This goes all the way up the nib. Mm-hmm. So if you press it too hard, the nib just separates entirely. Does yes, that, does that that's make your, sense? That's your flex. Yes, that's right. a that's what a flex nib does. That's its job. What is the point of that? Line width variation. Right. Like if you're going to write some fancy calligraphy or something like that. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, exactly. So, right. um, it's a very thick line. I, yeah, and it's actually probably I don't I don't have a lot of flex nib experience, although I have a really cool one coming hopefully in about a month or so which uh we'll, we'll hold off on that i'll leave that that tease out there but um it's pretty wicked um it's from what i've seen and what i've used to get the best effect out of a flex you want to you 
you need to have some speed kind of behind your writing and some flair to it. You know, just like my standard print doesn't really work that well with a flex. You're not going to get that benefit of that nib. But if you have some, you know, a lot of, a lot of people use flex nibs for different, um, classic writing styles, whether it be calligraphy or, and I don't know all the, the proper terms, but you know, the Spencerian writing and there's different writing styles that use different line widths within the same letter. And something like a flex nib is going to come in handy for that copper plate or something. There's some, there's a, some different terms that I'm just throwing out there that I don't really know what they mean, but there's a specific use for a flex pen. And I would say everyday writing is probably not one of them. What I know I've found in this, though, is a pen that will become my ink testing pen because it doesn't hold a lot of ink. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, is where the mechanism is just, is was strange for me to understand how to use it. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's like a double screw kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, I was very confused by it. Yep. But, um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's fine. I mean, I, it was quite cheap. I bought it because of the way it looked, really. Yeah, and I'm going to get one. I don't have one right now, but I've I've used one. Um, but uh, I, I need to get one of those. Just uh, that's something I want to have, something to play around with. Yeah, this would be. I feel like I will get some use out of it in the future, but not for uh, not for a daily use by any exactly. sense of the imagination. I think it would be a great ink testing pen, like you say. And oh, Brad! <laughs> what? Oh my! The Oto graphic liner. Oh yeah! Oh my word! Really? What a pen! This blew my mind. Can you? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm with you. You you know how you know where I stand on that, right? It's like it lays water down on the page that somehow is dry. Yeah, it, it's, it's incredible. It is incredible. It's absolutely incredible for a pen of this price range. How much does it cost? It's three something. I'm just it's around three. It might even be less than that. I'm not looking right at it. Two dollars fifty. Mm-hmm. And I've never used a pen quite like it. In all honesty, it's a very strange experience. It it feels like a felt tip. Like it, it feels like a like a an actual felt tip, like from when you were a kid. Kind of the way the smoothness of it. Because I guess all you're doing is just writing on a end of a silver bar aren't you really and the yeah. ink's just coming outside of it I've, I've had a hard time finding a comp to that pen I, I can't really compare it to anything else but like I said everyone the, the first time I tried it it knocked my socks off and I was like you gotta be kidding me because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it at all to to work like it did and then I started recommending it to people and people would pick it up and they had the same responses like where have you been all my life kind of thing you know and this is not going to you know replace my daily usage pen but this is something that i i know i will always have one of these now yep this is something that i will always keep a couple of and basically what i say is the next time any of you listeners are at jet pens just chuck one of these in the cart because you will be very very pleasantly surprised with it yep and be be wary the uh the nib side, the tip size. Um, if you want to go down um, a little bit from what the recommended size is, like if it says 0.5, it's going to be wider than what you would think of as like a gel 0.5. You want to go to oh, like yeah. a 0.3. Yeah, I got a 0.5 and it's more like a 1.2. <laughs> it's <just> yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> it's why. It's why. It's, I, I think like I've that. ordered the smallest one. <laughs> yeah, see, I ordered the largest. And, and I'm yeah. happy with it, but it surprised me. Yep. Uh, well, good. That's uh, – it's – yeah, that that pen's a real shocker, and um, I, I've definitely ordered more just so I have I have them handy. And in you know, I've probably I ordered one the first time. I was like, "Whoa, this is good." Then I always order you know two or three more just to have in different places so for when I want to use them. And in the same sort of vein, really, the Secura Pigma Micron. Um, oh, that's right. You've never used the traditional one. No, I've never used, and, I, and it's it's very 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 nice, very nice pen. Yep. Um, again, the same sort of thing, like. If you want to make some real quick notes and you don't – sometimes I don't want the hassle of a fountain pen. Sure. Because they do add something more. I, I can have- write for a lot longer with a pen like one of these two than I can with a fountain pen. 
you just have to be more aware yeah, when you, you're using a fountain pen, and sometimes you don't want to be aware. You just want to go. Exactly. Like you, you can't just pick up a fountain pen without looking and start writing because you might not have it held properly. And you, there, there are just certain considerations that you have to make when writing with a fountain pen that sometimes you can't – with it, you don't have to when writing with a pen like one of these two. Mm-hmm. And the the – the other thing that I like about the Secura and the Oto is they both use a pigmented ink. So it's going to be an archival quality ink that's going to be water resistant, fade proof, and not all that good stuff. So great journaling pens, um, great for great pens for writing documents that, you know, are going to be around for a while and you want some permanency in their ink. Um, they don't call them permanent markers, but they call it the ink pigmented ink. So it, it gets in the paper and it's not going to be easily removable. Which is good. It's good to have. It's great to have. So the Kukuyu Beetle Tip Freeway Highlighter is as delightful as I thought it would be. Good. I mean, it's just, you know, there's nothing to really write home about. It's a highlighter that you can make three different types of highlight with. Yeah, it's just a great design. It's a very unique design. No one else has, no one else has actually knocked it off yet, which I'm a little bit surprised. But um, it's, uh, I don't know if it was one of the uh, design award winners back when it was introduced, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. It was just a very unique highlighter. Um, I don't use a lot of highlighters, but when I do, I use a Kokuyu beetle tip. (laughs) (laughs) That was excellent. So the last thing that I received was a Pilot Metropolitan. Oh, okay. Um, It's nice. Uh, I don't really know what more to say. Huh. I don't know what to say either because you're the first person I had that I've heard that's been like, huh. <laughs> Everyone's usually like, oh, you got to get this pen. I can't believe you don't have a Metropolitan yet. Why don't you have a Metropolitan? And it's okay. So the the nib and the writing quality is, is very nice, and you're right. It is weighted just about right, and and all of the nice things that you would want in a fountain pen. But I just I'm not excited by it. It, it, it basically this feels to me like we always say to people get a Lamy Safari, mm-hmm. but a Lamy Safari doesn't excite you. They're they're good pens, they're really good pens, but after you've started delving in a bit more into fountain pens, you right. no longer get excited to use a Lamy Safari, and this feels just like that for me. Mm. Like, but that is not discounting the excellent quality of these pens this is an excellent quality pen the just the weighting of it alone is is brilliant but i mean i'm not extremely turned on by the style of it i don't think that it is a particularly like striking looking pen it looks nice but it i agree i agree i actually agree with you it on that could part. cost any amount of money for the style that's gone into it um do, do you know what i mean like it could cost five dollars or twenty five dollars like it yes there's nothing exciting about it mm-hmm. um but the the nib is very good um but i have i you know a handful of other fountain pens or that i would prefer to use just from a writing quality perspective even including something like the ag spalding okay or spalding i would prefer to use that pen over this one. It's not as comfortable. Ow, there's my elbow. So I reached for the AG Spalding. Um, you know, it, but that is just a pen that gives me an element of joy, but also is a very comfortable, comfortable writer mm-hmm. and, and lays a, a nice line too. I mean, it doesn't have the excellent weighting, but I like that. I like this pen a lot, an awful lot. Because it is very exciting to me, but the Metropolitan, it just feels like a very perfect pen in that sense. But not like, oh, it's just a perfect pen, but just like a everything here is really nice and nicely made and nicely done. And it's all good quality, but that's it. There's nothing, there's, it doesn't really feel like there's any soul to it, which yeah. I think a lot of once you get into the level that we are at, me and you at this point there has to be that something more that, that that gives you something that this pen doesn't have i think that's a real good point it, and i've found that 
with some of the fountain pens or really any pen that I, I've reviewed where, you know, you, you've, you've been to that rodeo before, right? And you know what fountain pens are about, or you know what a gel ink pens are about, or you know what a micro tip pens about. And then you keep, now you're on your sixth or seventh example of that same thing. And, you know, what's going, does this pen have something that's going to make you pick it up over one of these previous pens that you've already used? And, and in this case, the answer seems to be no. And it, I think it is that soul, you know, it's, there's got to be something. There's got to be that soul. There's got to be that, just that feeling it gives you when you're writing with it that makes it different, that makes you reach for that pen, you know, out of your pen case and uh, and use it regularly. You know, it doesn't have to be your favorite pen ever, but there's got to be something that makes you pick it up. So what I feel like the Metropolitan is, is a second answer to a fountain pen for beginners or a fountain pen for somebody starting out, or a fountain pen for anyone, but I'm kind of past that phase now. Right. So it's, a, it's very, very good. You won't be di- – I'm not disappointed. No, certainly. But I'm just not – you know, I'm just not excited by it really. And I'm still going to get one. I want to get one for myself. I'm just – you should. I I'm feel just, like I'm not in love with the barrel designs, yep. kind of like you. They're just average, and I'm not in love with the fact that it. The only thing that's readily available is the medium nib, even though apparently there is a fine nib. Someone let me. Uh, someone did email me about that, so I'll have to see if a fine nib comes available for that. Um, but so we'll see. I, I'm definitely going to order one. I, I wish want to try it, and I, I want to review it. I wish they didn't have that detailing in the middle. Oh, I, I would buy the blank one. There's, you know. There's a blank, and then there's like three different patterns for each color. Yeah, I mean, all I could get was the I got a gold one with dots on it, and I, yeah. I think that that doesn't help the situation. Is it actually right. I just don't think it looks very nice, and I don't no, really the, like gold. Yeah, the only choice for me will be ordering the black one with the blank section or grip area, whichever part yeah. has the design on it. There's a solid. So yeah, that's the other reason is they sold out like at jet pens they sold out real quick and other places they sold out real quick and you know, so I'm just it it wasn't that enticing for me to like just buy any of one of them to have it. I was gonna buy one that I wanted, so I'm just waiting and waiting to see. Yeah, see I, I'm very happy it's in my collection. But it will probably just stay in my collection. Sure. And we all have pens like that. Yeah. I mean I've got pens like that too. I have a whole pen pot of them over there. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that is my order. Man, you did you did pretty good. I forgot this was the order where you ordered some of the some of my top five pens. I forgot about that. I knew you made the order, but I forgot the content. So yeah, I'm glad you went through that and uh, and uh, discovered some of those other pens. That's pretty cool. Yeah, as I say, overall it was a one of one of my better um, orders. You know, the larger orders that I make, and uh, that is, you know, thank thanks to you really for putting that list together. Sure, sure. I'm uh I'm actually getting anxious to uh to really expand that list now. It's been I'm getting still getting lots of great feedback on that. I'm ready to I need to put some time in it to um to to go into more detail for each of those pens. So uh look for that soon. Sure will. So should we take a quick break and then we'll talk about the uh the pen show? Absolutely. Well, uh, this is a pen show, but it's a different different kind of pen show so i'll take a quick break to thank our lovely sponsors the people the fine folks the fine ladies and gentlemen over at squarespace.com who give you everything you need to make an amazing website squarespace is a fully hosted completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website blog or portfolio it doesn't matter how experienced you are when it comes to building websites you can build something amazing in minutes you don't have to worry about hosting scaling or integrating with social services like twitter and facebook squarespace have introduced their new squarespace commerce It's never been easier to start selling online with Squarespace Commerce. You can add a fully integrated store to your website and instantly start accepting payments. You can sell absolutely anything, physical or digital goods, and you can start selling them immediately. They have painless store management, inventory management, order processing, customizable emails, multiple shipment methods, and much, much more. And as I say, all of this can be painlessly integrated into any new or existing Squarespace site. But And you still get all of Squarespace's excellent existing features, including their beautiful themes, their drag-and-drop page builder called Layout Engine, 
the great structure that we mentioned earlier with the you know they they take care of things like SEO for you so like when we search for things that Brad writes about he always seems to come to the top for me um <laughs> You don't have to worry about what your site's going to look like on a mobile device either because they have responsive web design built in to all of their themes, 24-7 customer support, and much, much more. If you can find out more about this and sign up for a free trial at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan. They also have unlimited and business plans too, and you can get discounts if you sign up for one or two years up front. When you sign up for any Squarespace plan, Use the code 70decibels4 and you will get 10% off your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Thank you to Squarespace for their continued support. Awesome. Thank you, Squarespace. So what what do we got? All right. So I've been looking forward to the Atlanta Pen Show pretty much probably since January. Um, it's It's this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Atlanta. I will be going on Saturday. Um, I'm going to try to spend most of the morning and probably on into the early afternoon there. So I'll be there for for several hours. If anyone, if any listeners, I don't know if we have any listeners in Atlanta, if they want to meet up, shoot me an email or a tweet. I'd love to meet anyone uh, in person there at the Penn Show. But you know, I went. I, I alluded to it a little bit on the post I made this morning um, about the Pelican M405 to where last year was my first ever pen show. It was I went to the Atlanta Pen Show and I was marginally into fountain pens. I didn't really know what to expect going into a show like that. And I was honestly one unprepared and two overwhelmed. I mean, I felt I was a little bit I was a little bit shy. I wasn't really willing to get in there and you know, discuss with the dealers about their pins and things like that. You know, I felt like I was too inexperienced to ask the proper questions. And basically, I was kind of like a deer in the headlights. You know, I bought some things. I had fun. I I totally enjoyed it and, you know, came home with some new pins. That's actually where I bought my uh, Black Matte Vanishing Point. Um, This year, I think for me, is going to be very different in the fact that I – know a lot more about fountain pens. It's called the Atlanta Pen Show, but it might as well just be called the Atlanta Fountain Pen Show. That's probably, I would say, 80-85% of the products are are fountain pens or fountain pen related. Um, There's certainly some other things, other pens and paper there too and inks and things like that, but it's mostly fountain pens. I feel like when you get to this sort of level that you're at a pen show, it's going to be fountain pens. Yeah, definitely. That's what, because that's the... That's the 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 you know the the real enthusiast stuff because exactly you can only go so far with a ballpoint. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I think that's that's a good way to put put it. It's the the enthusiasts, um, you know, that are looking for either old vintage stuff or new, you know, limited rare type stuff or new newly new to market products. That, those type of things that aren't the easiest to come by and. You know, it's a couple ball ballrooms worth of dealers. I mean, it's it was a pretty decent sized show. I don't have any other show to compare it to. I don't think it's gigantic by any means, but there was you know dozens and dozens of dealers and you know and lots of tables. And you know, this year I think over the past year I've really kind of grown you know my knowledge base of fountain pens. Know the things that I like. Know the things that I dislike. Um, and you know, fortunately, working with with Thomas to be able to try out a bunch of pens I've never tried before, I kind of have a really good idea of what I'm shopping for. Um, prior to me purchasing this Pilot Custom Heritage Nine Twelve PO nib, uh, that would have been at the top of my shopping list. Um, but I would have fully expected that would have been the number one item on my shopping list. I would have fully expected not to find it there. I would have expected that I would have had to order that online, just because it's a really kind of a strictly uh, Japanese pen. It's not really readily available to a lot of vendors unless they're dealing in that type of thing in the U.S. Um, but what I do have on my my show uh, shopping list is the the number one thing and the thing I'm going for the most and that I will absolutely come home with is nib adjustments to two pens. Um, Thomas works with a gentleman named uh, Mike Masayama. And we've mentioned him once on the show because yeah, you enjoyed the, his website name is Mike at Work. Yeah, I remember. It's excellent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember you talking about him. I can't remember 
in what why why we'd brought it up, but probably because I mentioned it in one of the reviews I did a few months ago about uh, one of the Thomas's fountain pens that I borrowed that had nib work done by him. But but Mike Masayama is basically a, a nib meister. He repairs nibs, grind nibs, reshapes nibs, and I've got two nibs that I want him to to work on. Number one, my uh, Lamy two thousand that I've grown more and more fond of over the years and still haven't reviewed on the blog, which I need to to do. You've mentioned it a couple of times, but we've never really spoken about it too much. Yeah, so I I plan on reviewing it after I get a nib adjustment because I've had some problems. It's a notorious... That's all we've spoken about, actually. I remember you saying you were... I think you'd recently got it. Yeah. And you were unhappy with it. Yeah, I'm having some like start and stop problems with the nib. Put it this way, it's so notorious that if you order one from Goulet Pens, they will actually test out the nib before sending it to you and make any adjustments if they feel that they're warranted. My word, that doesn't sound like a good <laughs> pen at all. That's so, very, I'd be very intrigued to, to hear why you like this pen then at the time when, you know, maybe after we've had it done. So I was I was reading your post this morning. Mm-hmm. About the Pelican M four hundred five, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to talk about it in a bit more detail in a minute. Yep. And and I and I made a mental note to ask you about this. So you're you're going there, and and you're going to get uh, Mike Masayama to work on these nibs. If you had mm-hmm. to put time in with him, yeah, that's one thing I'm actually worried about. Um, that's why I'm going to get there early Saturday so I can get in the queue. Um, when I was there last year, I saw him working. And I, I never saw him not working on pens. So I think I'm going to have to go. You go sit with him. You know, you talk about what you want. He looks at your writing style. And then he makes the adjustments accordingly. I just don't know how long that's going to take. But I also, I would be willing to have him uh, take the pens and ship them back to me. I, right. I wouldn't have a problem with that because I was going to ship them to him anyway. But I figured I'd just wait until the pen show since he was going to be there. So another question. Mm-hmm. Do you not worry? He might get no, it wrong. Zero. Like you really? I mean, I don't know this guy. You know, only through you mentioning him. So I'm sure that there are people that listen to this show right now that have just screamed in horror when I asked that question because mm-hmm. this guy is so good. But mm-hmm. you know, you're giving yeah. him this, you know, expensive thing, mm-hmm. and uh, especially because you did you say the the, the other pen that you're going to have him work on. Uh, no, I've, I bought that um, that old school Pilot Vanishing Point, the faceted one, that all black, you know, black clip, um, solid black everything. It came with a medium, um, medium nib, and I want to get that. I want to see if it's possible to grind that into a stub nib. So I'm going to see. That's that one. I have more question about than the than the Lamy, going from like a EF nib to like a EEF nib, and plus I think it needs a little smoothing to the 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 Lamy 2000. But to to answer your question about do I worry about someone working on my pens and them not being to my liking, I, that's not even on the radar. Zero, I'd say zero percent worried for this guy. Yeah, and even some of the other ones there, he's not going to be the only one. The only one there working. Um, there's another gentleman named Pendleton Brown that's um, uh, does a lot of work like this, and a lot of people will be getting him to work on his pens too. I mean, this is what these guys do for a living. So, you know, I, if if I can't trust them, I can't trust anybody. And, I, and I've used some of the Masayama nibs that um, Thomas has had adjusted, and they had, they're flawless. I mean, he does it, what seems to be a great job. Is it expensive? I don't know. Um, looking at the prices on on his website, like if I was to ship to him, say, say not counting the shipping, I think it's probably going to cost me somewhere around $40 a pen. Okay, that's not as much as I thought it was going to. So cost. yeah, I, I'm hoping. I, we'll we'll see. You know, I'll, I'll quotes, and um, I, I think that seems pretty fair. Um, you know, forty 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 dollars per pen, but um, I, I don't even know if that's what it's going to cost. So it, it's going to be, a, I think, in that ballpark. You know, give or take ten or twenty dollars. Be kind of awesome to see him do it. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, he sits right there. I mean, he's just going to town. You know, while you're walking around the pen show, he's just got all his, all his gear. He's got you know ink all over his hands. I mean, he's he's just. I, I watched him work a little bit last year, and I was like, I can't even talk to this guy. I, I would I would be so embarrassed to what would come out of my mouth. But this year, I feel like uh, I'm I'm good to go. I'm gonna go 
go uh go have a chat and get some get some nib work done and that's that's my number one priority at the pen show every anything else is going to be gravy so what are the lower priorities then um a parker 51 is pretty much guaranteed to come home with me only because at a show like this i'm going to have hundreds to choose from oh really that's one pen that i'm not going to have any trouble finding hopefully i can find one that matches me style wise um you know i we've talked about or i've mentioned it somewhere in passing that i don't really like gold anything on my pens i don't like gold trim i don't like gold nibs um and i don't like gold caps whatever um so there's plenty of parker 51s i'd say the majority of parker 51s have gold accents but there's a, there's plenty that have silver so that'll be that'll be how i narrow down the parker 51s and then i'll just have to look at the quality and the the nib you know hopefully i can get uh you know a fine nib um which it, I, I don't think it's going to be too big of a challenge to find a good quality Parker 51 that fits my style. Um, I don't have a great idea on what that's going to cost me. I'm budgeting hope I'm budgeting like a hundred dollars for that. Um, and hopefully I can get it for less. I don't know if I can or not. I don't know if I'm delusional or not, but I'll know more once I get there and start poking around because that should be something where those there, I should have, even narrowing it down to just the silver options, no gold trim, I should have dozens of choices, I believe. So I think I should be able to find something there. Um, next on the list is a Sailor, Sapporo, or Pro Gear. I, I don't own a Sailor. I don't own a good quality Sailor fountain pen, and I don't own one with a gold nib and i've tested some of thomas's out um i haven't posted the reviews yet it's the best nib i've ever used um it's as far as smoothness goes uh it's they're really really nice nibs and that's actually what sailor is known for their nibs are uh extremely extremely well respected and that's something i want to pick up um my issue with uh, that's kind of a 50 50 thing on whether i'm going to get one or not just because that's going to come down to price um the pro gear is the more expensive of the two um we're talking probably over 200 for one of those with the sapporo probably in the low 100s i i don't know what i'm going to do yet on that it it just depends that's really expensive yeah yeah I, I don't have when you start adding all the other prices that you've been you know, I know, I know, and you know, I'm not, I'm not taking that. <laughs> I'm not made of money. <laughs> my list is, my list is bigger than my budget. I'm pretty sure that's why I don't think I'm going to come home with everything. But it's, you know, I need something to to focus on while I'm there, or else I'll really get lost. Um, but you know, that's um, if anything, that's probably the one that doesn't go on that doesn't come home with me um mostly because of cost and i i I hate to say this but i'm gonna say it anyway i can order both of those pens cheaper from a japanese vendor by about a third of what uh, what it would cost another vendor from from another vendor and i hate to say that because i really want to support the folks that are at these pen shows um so i would pay more just to support them but the price is going to be the issue with these sailors. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, you can only support to a point. I mean, if it's a third of the price, that's a huge... Yep. I'd say it's a third less. Say like the, you know, if the, if the Pro Gears, you know, $250, I could probably order it, or 225 I could probably order it from Japan, from one of the Japanese vendors for like 150 I mean, that's a big, that's a big nut, so... We'll see. We'll see. Um, next on the list is I want a vintage Esterbrook pen. And the king of all things Esterbrook, Mr. Brian Anderson, him and his wife Lisa are going to be there. They run AndersonPens.net, which is a, a really nice uh, fountain pen retailer online. I want to meet them and hopefully take home an Esterbrook from Brian. Um, I've also been testing out one of those that I have not posted my review yet. But this is the pen we talked about with Patrick Roan where, where they have – you know, a few different pin barrels, but several dozen different nibs that you can put in these pins. 
Um, I don't know if you remember that conversation, but he linked us to a blog where it just listed, I mean, it must've been 50 different nibs you could put in these pens, you know, with the accountant nib and all kinds of stub nibs and crazy things like that. So I definitely want to come home with a vintage Esther Brook from uh, the Andersons and I look forward to meeting them at the pen show. But do you, do you know what sort of nib you want then? Um, I'm actually, I'm going to work on that here in the next, next day or two and kind of narrow it down to a handful. Cause I think some of them are rarer than others. Like you wouldn't be able to just go to a show and pick one up even from someone who collects them like Brian. Holy so I'm going to kind of, kind of get a grasp of the, there, there's a numbering system to them. So I'm going to write down the numbers that I'd be interested in trying. They have one on their site, Brad, for $1,350. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping to get one for about 50, maybe $60 there. They're um um from a, for a vintage pen. They're very reasonably priced, less than the Parkers actually. But yeah, Brian Brian is known as Mister Esterbrook or something like that. He's got a whole site dedicated to Esterbrook, so he knows everything about these pens and probably has some really rare rare versions that he that he sells. So that that doesn't surprise me at all. But I will not be in that price range for an Esterbrook. I can promise you that. No. I'm pleased. No, we're looking we're looking at around fifty or sixty dollars for an Esterbrook. I'm digging around Which, now to see if I can find a more expensive one. <laughs> that's why actually that's why people enjoy these Esterbrooks because they're nice, they're relatively inexpensive, and they're hugely customizable from the um amount of nibs that are just available for these pens. So the 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 last thing on my shopping list, you want me to go on or are you still having Esterbrook fascination? I'm just digging around now, but yeah, please continue. <laughs> The last thing on my list is actually the pen I reviewed this morning, and which is the Pelican M405. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be that exact pen, but I want to become more aware of what Pelicans are out there and available. I think like the Parker 51, there's going to be dozens, if not hundreds, of Pelicans that I should be able to look at. I may come home with one. I may not, depending on what I've spent on this other stuff. Um but that's going to it's going to be on the radar. I don't know if I'm going to come home with one, but I was really impressed um with this Pelican more so than probably I even came off in the review this morning uh or yesterday, excuse me. Um I, that was a really impressive pen. That was the first Pelican I've used. It was I like I kind of a, a said in the review. It just everything was right about the pen. It it felt like it was made for my hand. And for my writing, so it was it was it was a very cool pen. So that's uh, I want to I may not come home with a Pelican, but I want to try the the Pelican the the range of Pelicans available is going to be massive. They just they make lots of pens and they have lots of different styles and price ranges from you know under a hundred just under a hundred dollars to who knows how much. I mean, just lots of money. So that's going to be more of a uh, a trial run thing. So. That's 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 the main things on my list right now, and it's it's subject to change, and we'll be uh, anxious to see what I come home with. Um, I know I'll be getting the nib work done, and I'm pretty certain I'll come home with a with a Parker Fifty One after that. We'll see. So, interestingly, so I'm going to call you out now. Okay. So I'm on your site, mm-hmm. and in in a comment that you left to Thomas, you said that you were certain on the sailor. I'm certain that I want one. Ah, right. He, you know, he asked me what my wish list is. I see. Yes. Not for not for the pin show. That overall, yeah, I, that's my num- That's the number one pin that I want. Right. To buy now, knowing that at the pin show, it's not number one on my list because I don't know that I'm gonna be able to get one there for a price that I want to pay. Does that make sense? Yes. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah. So I have an overall wish list. My overall wish wish list now that I have this PO nib pilot is a sailor pro gear for sure. But it's not high on my pin show list because I think my options are going to be limited and I think the price might be too high. But it's absolutely the number one pin. The pin that I want more than anything right now is a sailor pro gear. And so you can get one of these for an okay price, but maybe just not on the show. Yeah, yeah. We'll just have to see. I mean, I'm willing to buy one that's used or lightly used. It doesn't have to be brand new, and it, you know, we'll we'll see. I saw a few of them last year, but I wasn't looking that hard either. So I'll, I'm uh, I'm anxious to see. I, I very well may come home with like a, with a Sapporo, which would be um, 
you know, a, a less expensive version of, of the pro gear, but it'll still have a nice, uh, I think 14 karat gold nib on the Sapporo's. Yeah. I'll have to double check that, but it's the only other thing that you have to consider is you need to come home to Mrs. Dowdy. Trust me. This is, yeah, that's why I've been prepping her for months. I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to need some money for this show coming up here. I've, I've been laying that groundwork, uh, to not, uh, to not get, uh, sent to the doghouse when i get home so yeah. yeah she is she is well aware of uh what is coming up next saturday one of those things where it's best if she just doesn't ask absolutely absolutely she knows i'm going and she won't ask questions when i get home she can probably tell by the look on my face <laughs> <laughs> the happier you look the sadder she'll be yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome i'm very excited to hear about what you come away with and and I guess just stories of the show in general. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll try to take some pictures. I was I was too shy and too nervous last year. Um I, I felt out of my element with without question. Right. Um this this year I think I'll uh, I think I'll be right in there. So I'm looking forward to it. Good stuff. Cool man. I'm, yep. I'm looking for I'm excited I'm very excited to hear about it because yep. yes Last year's Brad Dowdy is very different to this year's Brad Dowdy. It really is. It's been quite a change, and it's only been a year. So we shall see. It's all good stuff. Do you think? I mean, does, when you go to these places, does anybody do anybody? Does anybody know who you are? Like, no, I don't think so. No. I mean, last year definitely not. This year, I have no idea. I doubt it. I'd say for the most part, no. You are a rock star, though. <laughs> Highly unlikely. Anything else you want to add today? I think I'm good. I need to go. Uh, I need to go do some writing with this uh, this PO nib. Cool. I don't want to make make too much racket, but I can't put that pen down. <laughs> well, I'm pleased. I'm pleased you're happy with it. <laughs> cool. I need. I need. A, I need a disclaimer on that that pen. This pen is not for everybody. No, I. I don't think I would. I don't want anyone else going out and buying this pen and think I'm going to buy it off of them when they don't like it. I've already done that, and I only need one of them. They're too expensive <laughs> to be for me to buy the next person's pen that buys it on mistake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't think that that would be something that I would want. It doesn't look like it. It looks like something I would be quite intimidated by. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Righty ho. So you can uh, you can keep up with Brad and and the things that he is uh, he's up to. When it comes to the pen show, over on on Twitter and app.net, and he is Dowdy, D O W D Y, on app.net, and Dowdyism, D O W D Y I S M, on Twitter. And Brad also writes for penaddict.com, which is his blog. I am iMike, I M Y K E, um, on both Twitter and app.net. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pen Addict podcast. Next week, episode 50, Brad. Wow, I'm looking forward to that. So we'll be back then. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.